This is Star Talk. This is Star Talk All Stars. I'm your host, Natalia Reagan, and uh, I'm a primatologist, a comedian, and co founder of Boaz Network. And I'm joined today with our hilarious comedian co host, doc- uh, not doctor, kind of doctor. He could be a doctor. Patrick Please Melton. address me by Dr. Patrick Melton. Uh, it's, it's kind of a bad habit. It's a self given title <laughs> that I prefer everyone address me as. Today, we'll be talking about the unsung heroes of paleoanthropology teeth. Today we have in studio Dr. Shara Bailey uh, from NYU, a paleoanthropologist and an expert in teeth. She's actually been working on the recent study of uh, Homo naledi in South Africa. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, so um, teeth. As somebody who studied anthropology for, for many years, I had no idea how cool they were, but nobody knows better than you what makes teeth so cool and how do they tell a story about our origin? Let's get to the root of the issue. <laughs> um, what can they tell? It's the, the question really be, what can't they tell us? Because wow. um, there are so many things that you can tell from teeth. And in terms of human evolution, we can use teeth to tell us all of the same things uh, about an individual that we might use them um, to study somebody very recently dead, like in the forensic kind of context. So we could tell something about somebody's diet. We can tell who you're most closely related to. We can tell what you're what you're adapted to eat. Um, we can tell what you are using your teeth for, like if you were a pipe smoker, or um, we can tell Just if you were bulimic. Just not specific, though, right? You can't um, dig, a, dig up an old guy and be like, oh, that's Carl. Mm, well, if Carl um, There's was... There's no database of, like, ancient... <laughs> Teeth. No, 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 not before dentistry. But, you know, a dentist would, if you were able to check the dental records, you could actually identify right. Carl. Carl gets off clean yes, for now. Yes. But, but uh, yeah, before dentistry, um, no, we wouldn't be able to name names. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, looking at, uh, you know, ancient humans uh, and, and different individuals, what can, you, you, I've, I've read that you can get actual, their diet from their dental calculus or plaque on their teeth. So yeah. by not brushing your teeth, they, they can figure out what yeah. Neanderthals, for instance, were eating. Yeah, we're ruining it for the future anthropologists because we go and have that stuff scraped off our teeth every six months. So don't brush your teeth, kids, because uh, that way anthropologists and uh, you know future scientists can discover what the heck you were eating. That's why I don't go to the dentist. I'm preserving history. That's See that you're and doing your part. And we thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so what else can you tell? Uh, I, I know that teeth can sometimes link populations. What, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, one of the coolest things um, about teeth is that they preserve bumps and grooves that you can use to identify affinity of certain individuals. So, um, for example, if you, ha- if you have Native American origins, you might have uh, ridges on the back of your incisor teeth, which are the ones we see when we smile. Um, if you have, let's say, sub-Saharan African origins, your lower molars might have seven cusps instead of six cusps. If you have European origins, you might have something on your upper molar called a carabelli's cusp, and you might have very simple teeth. You might a dental fingerprint. It yes, yeah. it is a fingerprint. I know what that's like. I, I matched with a girl on Tinder, and then when we started making out, I felt the ridges in her teeth, and I realized that we had been out on a date a year and a half prior because we matched on Bumble, and I felt... God, I hate that. I hate the ridges happens. in her teeth, and I was like, I know you. Uh, yeah. These seven cusps feel similar. Yep. I know this familiar. 
Yeah, that that's a really interesting, you know, way, way we can link populations, but it's it's not foolproof. I'm sure that there's no. Well, the thing is, that one of the problems is that people use. I, I mentioned single features, mm-hmm. right? And then the real the real key is to use a number of features. And so, for if you want to do this kind of analysis, you would use something like 20 or 29 dental traits. There's more than 200 traits that you can look at on teeth. Um, we only use 20 to 20. 20 to 30, let's say, when we're doing these kind of uh, analyses of trying to figure out who's more related to whom um, when we're dealing with modern humans. But the thing is, is you can use the same bumps and grooves to tell relationships of fossil humans as well. Can I ask, you, can I ask a silly question? If there's how many traits? 29? Well, no, there's you about 200. Is taste one? No. Because <laughs> I think that would be cool if you could tell by the taste of a tooth. Yes. Who's, where someone came from. Like, oh, this is spicy. I so. would not go around licking I old don't, teeth. Yeah, that's, no. See, that, no. I, that's a recipe for some sort of pathogen. <laughs> or it could be the newest candy craze amongst oh kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. Like, remember the fun dip? But now it's just fun dip incisors. So, like, fun dip, but with teeth. Like, you know, canine edition. Or just, like, candy crowns that you slide on over your existing teeth just until... No, I like they, that idea. I like that. That's yeah. nice. They take, yeah. the, they take the place of the tooth. They eat the tooth away and then that becomes your tooth. It's candy. Oh. And it's totally replaceable. Right? Candy grills, yeah. Man, kids will never be afraid to go to the dentist again. Yep. Yeah. Get my, awesome get my candy idea. grill on. Uh, God. <laughs> my teeth hurt thinking about it. I know. Well, and, and what about teeth? Because obviously there's all these different traits that we can look at to discern between individuals, populations, but species, you know, within our, you know, like, for instance, the lineage homo, you're looking at right now a lot of different differences between uh, just the different teeth that you're finding. And you a lot of even uh, species have kind of almost been discovered with the discovery of one tooth. Yeah. Few teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the cool thing, one of the other really cool things about teeth in terms of paleoanthropology is that teeth preserve better than any other part of your body. Why is and that? Uh, because they're about 97% mineral in content. So your bones have less mineral, um, and so they degrade faster than teeth do. Um, you know, the fossilization process is is the process by which minerals replace the organic um, compounds in your bone, right? So if teeth are 97% mineral already, they're basically fossils in your mouth. So and you have living you comp- fossils inside us. Well, they're not living. Get yes, you have them fossils. out. Yeah, so I mean, like, if you compare teeth of a, some 300,000-year-old teeth to teeth you pulled out from somebody's mouth the other, you know, that day, the enamel wouldn't really look that much different. And so there are some cases where, and some of the recent studies that we've done, where the only thing preserved is teeth. And sometimes the only thing preserved is baby teeth, which is, I've been working on baby teeth recently. So, um, wow. and so one of the big questions was, you know, who was making the protoarignation, which is a modern human tool technology that's very early, uh, or who was making the Olutzian, which is also more of a, mo- it's kind of a, they've described it as a transitional industry between what we see with Neanderthals and modern humans. And the only thing that was associated with it were teeth. The only diagnosable thing. And so we used um, uh, morphology, enamel thickness. They were able to extract DNA from these Fermani teeth. And they were able to tell they were modern humans, which was a big deal. That's, because yeah, there were people important. saying, oh, yeah. Neanderthals were making these uh, modern tools. And they weren't. Yeah, so that's a, that's a thing that's going on right now a lot in paleoanthropology is sort of a debate. Oh, so hot. So it's a hot, yeah, it's a, it's so a hot, hot button right issue, now. guys. Neanderthals. Did it happen? Yeah. Uh, people were knows? talking about it. Hashtag Neanderthals. Uh, <laughs> Get it out there. But... That's a, it's a really interesting debate. What made what? Uh, was it anatomically modern humans or Neanderthals? And uh, again, teeth 
again, the unsung hero, yeah, paleoanthropology. They solved giving, the mystery. Yeah, solving that mystery. And uh, another thing, you know, I wanted to know, uh, how did you get into studying teeth? How did hmm. how did you find yourself here? We, yeah. Well, um, I actually, when I was uh, studying uh, anthropology at Temple University in Philadelphia, I read an article about uh, Christy Turner's work, who uh, in which he used teeth to identify Native American origins, and um, I thought that was just really cool. And so I packed up my bags. A year later, I went out to Arizona State University and I studied with Christy Turner and. I have, to, I have to be honest, the first time I took his class, which was dental anthropology, and I saw a box full of teeth that had, you know, pulled out, I was kind of like, oh, that's really gross. But once I got over the ick factor, um, I I just began to really appreciate them. I mean, they're they're shiny, they're smooth, and I'm not the only one. I mean, if you if you look, you know, in prehistory, people used teeth to make necklaces, uh, animal teeth, and even human teeth. So I, I do yeah, it sometimes. Serial killers. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're yeah. beautiful. I think they're, you know, and so I, there's aesthetic quality that, um, and, and then just as the more I learned about them, the more I realized just how much information they have in them. And that's what's been keeping were me teeth, going all this Were time. teeth always crooked? Like, you know how you no. see people today and they have the most jacked up, it looks like their yeah. teeth like got in a fight and decided me. to go separate directions home. Mm -hmm. Like, no. what is, what is... You always see these skulls, and they have like perfect straight teeth. You never see a, a yeah. skeleton with jacked up teeth. Is that a new evolution that we've done? Is it like a vanity thing? <laughs> uh, it's it's you don't really see crooked teeth so much in the fossil record. So this comes about from um, at, at least from the time of agriculture, about ten thousand years ago. When we or and maybe even you could go back to the origin of cooking because once we start cooking, we make our food softer. Soft, yeah. We're not using our jaws as much and so then our jaws are smaller and then there's not enough space for your teeth and your teeth get crooked ah and and, and again that, that talking about just uh, the evolution of teeth the wisdom teeth nowadays people are having to get them extracted even when they're mm -hmm. impacted mm -hmm. is that because of it's a crowding issue yeah so almost. if you look in the fossil record people have very an edge to edge bite their their teeth are very nice they're not crooked and there's very little um in, in, very little impaction of wisdom teeth or or missing it or we could say anagenesis missing uh, wisdom teeth so yeah but but what you find is that the the highest frequency of um, wisdom tooth impaction is in populations who have been um, farming the longest right so if you look at for example Australian Aborigines from the 1800s or 1700s uh, they don't they have beautiful large wisdom teeth that are fully erupted and there's no problem with them it's not until think, yeah. you have the introduction of western diet that again their jaws get smaller and then you have dental crowding and you have impaction and you have all sorts of dental problems so what does that mean because we were talking about that before the show my i guess my wisdom teeth have erupted in place is that what you say erupted or yeah or, are they are they have they come into your mouth yeah okay so they're erupted so, and, and then and they're fine and my yeah. dentist said they're fine and yeah. they will never have to come out unless right. they get a cavity or something right. yeah as long so, as you brush them yeah yeah so you, you apparently have a big mean? enough mouth so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, i've been told that big mouth on this one <laughs> several big occasions mouth. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but but one thing you can do is to um encourage chewing Hard, uh, harder, you know, whatever, granola, instead of giving, you know, your kids gruel and oatmeal that's been cooked to Who's death. Who's giving their kids gruel? 
well, stop monsters. grueling your kids. Wrong. Stop grueling your children, everybody. Did I say? Did I say that? No. <laughs> no. I, I didn't mean gruel. I meant uh, you know, like a cream of wheat. Yeah, cream of wheat. Exactly. Malto Anyway, so have them eat granola. You can have them chew sugarless gum. Xylitol. Actually, this fake sugar is good for your saliva. It prevents cavities. Oh, and the act of chewing encourages your jaw to grow. Oh yeah, I and one of the things. Yeah, so cavities. Uh, uh, people thought for a while that it was an enamel thickness, but it, it seems to be more a saliva issue uh, developing. So it's caries. a combination of features. Yeah, so you could have thin enamel, or you could have weak enamel, mm-hmm. and then if you also have highly karyogenic saliva how you like that i right? like that <laughs> so, say that slowly saliva. so yeah. if you have an acidic environment mm-hmm. in your mouth which can come from your diet or from saliva that's just genetically um predisposed to that then yeah you get cavities i'm gonna tell people that from now on i'm not fat i'm just thick enameled <laughs> this is all just enamel that's all a coating enamel, yeah is it true that you can't like if you're enamel is that what they say like when your enamel's gone or if you wear it off it's it's gone yeah it doesn't regenerate you can't go like like you can put another coat of wax yeah. on a car yeah, you can't no, there's you no can. so that's the other cool enamel. thing about teeth is once they erupt in your mouth they don't change like bones change over the course of time if i lift weights my bones will get mm-hmm. larger and my muscle attachment sites will be more prominent but your teeth are your teeth and they, they don't change stay. unless you get cavities or unless you wear them down um there's a little bit of um uh, uh hmm, healing or whatever that your saliva can do remineralization um so you could have like the beginnings of cavities and if you change your diet they can be in a sense healed but uh but no once you've got the cavity the anti-cavity diet Right? You should yes. write a book on that. That I can. Hasn't that just somebody sell? written a book on that? No, but you're missing a real market. <laughs> I'm sure, there's plenty. This would um, sell in airports. Yeah, I, I always joke that I would not be alive if it wasn't for modern dentistry. I've had ten root canals. Um, oh my. Yeah, I, I, but it was, it was from an accident. But I, I almost a lot of my teeth. Uh, it, suffered cracks so but uh, yeah if it wasn't for my and also like talking about the straightness of teeth my teeth were just a world of ugly it was it's pointing in all sorts of different directions you know all i i i've paid so so much well just a couple weeks ago we're (laughs) talking about oh yeah 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 quick work quick work but no i I just and and my uh, my grandmother actually um when she passed away she still had many of her uh her her baby teeth so yeah of her baby teeth yeah Ah, so okay. like they never came in so I okay. don't know if that yeah that's a genetic thing when, will, genetic when will science figure yeah, that out mine yeah we had oh, a really okay. I, they came out late if okay. your if your grandmother had gray teeth and you have bad teeth <laughs> when will science figure that out where you can like inherit or pass down your teeth to your children they can just plug them in I have a feeling they're working USB. on more issues that have to do with disease rather than you know, crooked teeth. Right. I think that's more, a little that's, bit more important. People it's are a back work, burner people issue are working, right now. People yeah. are working on a million things. Yeah, yeah. I feel I, like we should I work guess, on that. Well, you'd have to have you know somebody in the industry give money for that kind of research. You act like people haven't worked on putting diamonds and gold into teeth. That is I mean, true. That's, that's but now we're talking we're sugar crowns, right? Whatever sells, people yeah. will buy. We, yeah, yeah, people people will, will invest in pretty much anything when They're it comes nuts. to teeth. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about teeth? If you had to... <laughs> I mean, as Me? A, yeah. They're just they're just cool and they're always different. So, for example, I've spent um, how many years looking at Neanderthal teeth, and then I've um, I'm in the process of writing a book on the evolution of the human dentition. And so, for the past two years, I've been studying the early hominins in in um, Africa and East and South Africa. And and now I'm like, oh my, these guys are so totally cool because they're very very different from Neanderthals. So there's always something new around the corner, at least 
still is for me. And so, uh, I, yeah. It's, no, they're I'm fascinating. But you said you like teeth as long as they're not gunked up and cavitied up. But yeah. those are the interesting ones in history, you said. Those no, are the they, ones that you can no. tell the most about. No, they no, 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 no. have food in them. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the, ca- that's the food the, part. That's the Make up your mind, scientists. No, the, this is the, why the, the rest of the world is bad. confused. The cavities <laughs> ruin all the morphology. No. Oh, yeah. okay, I see. So they any, eat away after agriculture, it goes to hell in a handbasket. I mean, just, yeah. Why did we start farming, guys? Agriculture kind of did mess everything up. Yeah. Let's go back to just eating wolves. It's the worst mistake of the uh, history of the human race, right? I mean, in New York, I hunt and gather. I feel like that's like what I do is I go to bodegas and I just sort of like a muscle milk here. Trader Joe's doesn't count. (laughs) Shut up. Okay, guys, we got to wrap up this section, but we're going to actually talk more about uh, Shara's work with uh, Early Homo and her her book coming up and her work with uh, Homo naledi, the new Homo species found in Rising Star Cave in South Africa. So we actually have a commercial, but uh, we'll be right back to take some cosmic queries and talk more about teeth. Hey, welcome back to Star Talk All Stars. I'm your host, Natalia Reagan. I'm here with Dr. Shara Bailey, paleoanthropologist and tooth expert, and hilarious not doctor, Patrick Melton, our comedian co host. Could be a doctor, you don't know that? Actually, uh, Dr. Teeth. Um, from the Muppets is one of my favorite characters. So uh, I feel like that's, yeah, you could be Dr. I, teeth, I could, much more yeah. beautiful. So let's talk about some of the revelations you've had uh, while studying teeth, especially recently looking at uh, Hominoleti, a new species found in South Africa in Rising Star Cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some really interesting traits with the teeth that we wanted to touch on. Yeah, yeah. So um, the past 10 years has been kind of a, a real boon for dental anthropology and paleoanthropology from a dental perspective, let's say, because um, we've been able to identify or confirm new uh, lineages from the teeth and then, uh, or I should say, identify from the teeth and then confirm it using DNA. So for example, the Denisovans is one example of, of that. There, there's about three teeth, I believe, and and one of them is pretty worn, but they're, they're definitely not Neanderthals and they're not modern humans, homo sapiens. Uh, and the DNA confirmed that it's some different lineage, uh, which was which was pretty fascinating. And that leads me to actually the other really cool thing about teeth that we haven't talked about is that the bumps and grooves that you have on your teeth are a very good reflection of your underlying genotype. And that's what makes yep. us able to do all these studies, uh, affinity studies and species studies, right? Because what you're seeing on the teeth is reflecting what what's underneath. Um, and so if you can't extract DNA, so if you go back farther than, let's say, 300,000 years where you can't extract DNA, you at least know that the teeth are showing you a, a kind of a window into a, a fossil hominin's DNA. But the Homo naledi stuff is, has been really fascinating for a number of reasons, and um, not the least of which is that it's something that we can... Comp- completely did not expect. Um, You have a mosaic of characteristics such that um, had we only, for example, found the lower incisors, we might have said, oh, this is some relic Australopithecine species, Um, but but we didn't, we found more. And so if you look at other aspects of the teeth, the molars look very much like the, the genus Homo, the, um, the some aspects of the lower premolars, which are what your dentists call your bicuspids, look like really derived or strange side branch of humanity, these paranthropus or robust australopithecus. And, and so it's, fascinating. it's like, what the heck is going right. on, right? <laughs> not at all what we expected. It's like a Frankenstein sort of, is, you know, is. A mixture. Kind of a, really a side cool. question, but does it work for animals like this? I know that might not be your area of expertise, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I grew up in Florida, so like you couldn't walk around even 
inland in Florida without finding shark's teeth if you if you like kick around enough. Right, right, yeah. Like uh-huh. you'll find like shark's teeth that Indians had like used to like make stuff in Florida, like yeah, all well, over the place. You just find them in the shore. Yeah, or at the, the beach. Sand. Yeah, That's of course. Did, but, yeah. uh, but I mean, is it? I mean, can you look at a shark's tooth and tell that no. same kind of stuff? No. So one of the cool things about human teeth is that we do have all of these bumps and grooves on it, whereas shark teeth are just triangles. Right. So like yeah, I mean, you could probably tell. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're just, just all not the as same. distinct. You wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to do um, recreate ancestry or um, relationships. Right. Okay. Um, you might be able to identify maybe like the genus of the shark, right. I guess, possibly. That's not my specialty, but no. So primates and humans yeah. specifically, you know about this. They mm-hmm. have, you know, they have oh, I'm the idiot. lots and lots of... <laughs> I didn't say wow. that, but <laughs> lots know. and lots wow. of cusps on them. No, yeah, no, it's just it's, you know, we just know our bumps and grooves. No, but yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. The thing is, and this mean, is this is why, do. like Natalia said, teeth are the unsung hero because people don't know about how cool teeth are, and it's not your fault. It's but a, they're creepy to normal people. Like I'm just a normal well, person. Teeth are creepy. So Shar and I were talking about this before we started that we both saved our baby teeth. Like I actually, when I I, I did it for kind of a weird selfish reasons if I was going to save all my teeth leave a large you know cache of teeth under my pillow and, and get a big payout from the tooth fairy that was my by the goal. way why is that acceptable save your own baby teeth fine I save other people's baby teeth I'm a creep okay okay society I uh, did someone call security <laughs> you thought you would get more in bulk you, you thought you were going to deliver maybe I, the, the tooth fairy would be like you know this girl she she delayed gratification this is a principle Let's of economics it's scarcity if you're giving them everything I once know. they're going to go like this is we need a deal because we're a buying business, them all. I'm not a business. You know, person. it's kind of funny because shed teeth are are similar to hair, right? Hair on your head mm. is fine. Yeah, hair in your sandwich is bad, well, or hair in the in the drain is disgusting, and teeth in your you know, and your skull are fine, but then people think it's creepy if you if Mary you Douglas, them, right? of, of, uh, she's an anthropologist that That's used to talk funny. about purity, danger and purity was one yeah. of her books, and, and uh, they talk about just sort of the liminal state, like hair on the head, yeah. even gas, for instance, like, you know, you've got Right, it's fine in as your, your stomach. It's fine as, it's fine as if, if it's inside you, but as soon Speak as it leaves the body, yeah. well... I've been emptying out this entire show. I've been meaning to mention it, Patrick. It, it's if, you, if only you could smell the studio. Yeah. Um, but just that sort of liminal space of, of not being part of you, but yeah. just yeah, have left you, it's 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 all of a sudden kind of unclean or gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah no, teether. it's an interesting teeth or no, sort of... It. It's like when Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie wore each other's blood around their neck. It's like, we get it, you're, you're messed up. <laughs> We don't need proof of it, DNA form. You're nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, worn the I don't. Teeth. I don't have my teeth in a locket that I care. And would you, you know, though? No, 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 that, that would, no. That's kind that's, of narcissistic. I, I mean, maybe I if it was so. my love yeah. or my child. Even so, I feel like that'd be like you know, I get. Yeah. I have a cop pull me over, and why is there a tooth around your neck? And then uh, listen, I get hauled in, and it but here's a, a here's thing. a cool thing. Okay, Again. so okay, here's a cool thing. If Again. you save your baby teeth, you can use them in a scientific study that can look at when you were weaned. That's another oh, new that's thing that came really, out in the news. And recently. then I can call my mom on you know bullshit if right. she says I like, breastfed no, you for two years. No, I know no, mom. Didn't, right? <laughs> you can tell by the changes in the chemical content of the teeth when somebody was weaned. That's fascinating. Or you can save all your baby teeth, super glue them together, and put them behind your adult teeth as a second row of really super cool (laughs) 
chewing yes, apparatus. I'm going to have new nightmares tonight, and, and yeah. it's going to be you like a shark. See, I bring it full circle, see, like see? a shark. Uh, shark stuff. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I remember one time my endodontist was giving me, I was getting one of my ten root canals, and he he was you know filling it in, and he said, "Man, how tall are you?" I said, "I'm five foot five. He's like, "Man, you've got roots of a five foot ten model." You should Did just he really that? I have like very long, weird, deranged. I think he was sitting on you. I. Possibly, I've been saying this about possibly. you for years. I know. I. I know. You should. I thought you would answer Neanderthal. Uh, right. I show you. Yeah. You're into puns. Ne- yeah. Well, ne- ne- Neanderthalia. There we go. Oh, that's there we good. go. That's it. Don't act hey, like you just came up with that just now, please. <laughs> she has a license plate that says that, and she doesn't even have a car. No, <laughs> it's true. Uh, any other really cool things? I mean, I know that you've uh, looked at other uh, early homo uh, teeth and and uh, you know australopithecines and things of that. If there's well, we've we've been able not not my lab, but um, Leslie Hlusko's lab in California was able to identify toothpick use use. In oh, early so cool. homo, so more than a million years old, people were taking some kind of natural twig or something and doing it enough that it formed a groove in their or a teeth. Raccoon baculum. Um, <laughs> that Google too. that, guys. <laughs> Google that. I'm not going to go into it. And they, they, what they did is they set up an experiment in their lab. So they actually had this is what you do with graduate students. If you have them take uh, you know a real human teeth and you have to like stick the the, the, the <laughs> and see how long it takes to make this groove. And they figured out how many hours. I can't remember what it was, but they were able to tell how long you would have to pick your teeth to get a groove like that what's the earliest like you know if people dig up our teeth in a thousand years or ten thousand years we have all these uh, at least for myself you have fillings and cavities and crowns and all this stuff when's the earliest when did we start seeing that I mean that has to be very recent I imagine but Uh, that's a good question I think there was a recent paper study on um, published and I think that my student Alejandro Ortiz was mm-hmm. on it um, about drilling I'm thinking Roman pre-Roman times oh really because yeah. I remember like yeah. in the early wow. in the early 2000s Tom Hanks was still knocking them out with ice skates <laughs> On that island. So I thought it was pretty like last 10 years. I about that. Yeah, oh my God. That was so horrible. Oh, the owl. Oh, that's so horrible. Ooh, that's the kind scene. of thing that makes me cringe. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, tooth pain well, like well, that. That's. I feel like tooth, yeah, tooth it pain out. is the worst. It's, it's, it's in your head. Tooth right and ear. Tooth and ear yeah, yes. aches, I think. Like, yep, you can't do anything. It's burrowed into yep. you. And yeah. 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 You can hear it and feel it. And yeah, it resonates through every fiber of your being. I've been at an earache since I was a child, but it's the same type of thing. It's like in you and you just can't get it out and it's like it hurts so bad. Yeah. Yes. And it's so pressure sensitive, teeth too, like same with ear, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, there's this really cool um, skull from Cobway. Have you been, so this is a, oh. a 200, 300,000 year old skull and the really unique thing about it is it's got cavities all over its teeth. But these cavities, like the entire huh. crown is gone um, so that you can see the pulp chamber, you know, where the nerve yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's completely gone. And it's so unique because you just don't see that. So they think that maybe this individual, oh, it was discovered in a l- former lead mine, and they think that the lead in the water might have contributed oh. to softening the tooth enamel, which led to cavities. Oh. Or he had, uh, you know, a thing for honey. They're not really sure, but I think the lead, the lead, the lead, <laughs> uh, the, the lead water is probably a better, a right. better explanation. But shout out, Flint. Um, but yeah, we could imagine how painful that would be, and also you would have really bad breath. Yeah. Uh, so no, I uh, yeah, um, one of my 
questions also was, do they think he might have died from? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't take care of your teeth, so I mean, you do, you really had to, you have to go to the dentist. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because if you don't take care of your teeth, you get an abscess. I haven't been. I haven't been to a dentist in going on seven years. Uh, I don't have health insurance or dental insurance. I brush. I floss. You know, probably not as much as you should because no, who no, does? No, your teeth look pretty but clean. I have to say they're yeah, okay. They but so you know, I'm. I was told in 2010 that I had the beginning of three cavities that oh. I could maybe let go three months. Oh, <laughs> and it's been seven years. So I think they were either lying, like when you take your car to the shop and they tell you like <laughs> all this no, stuff I, is I, wrong. Yes. Like sure it is. I'm sure I have cavities, and then. It will be a severe well, pain one day that I wake up If you changed your diet, they may, they Maybe. may have been able to remineralize them. Yeah, so I only eat do, sugar now. We're going to do some cosmic queries now. Patrick, I think you have some for us. You bet your teeth I do. Yeah. Uh, this is from a Patreon member, uh, Frank Kane. He says, what can the evolution of teeth tell us about what early humans ate? Have we always ate? Have we always been omnivores or were we trending more towards carnivores or plant-based food over time? Well, that's a really great question because, as we discussed earlier, the teeth can tell us a lot about what early hominids ate. So if we go way back to the Australopithecines, so 3.4, whatever, 3.8 million years ago, we know they have very large teeth um, and with thick enamel, and um, that at first thought us made us think that they were chewing really hard objects like nuts and things like that but because we've been able to look now at microware and look at chemical components of the teeth we know actually that they were eating um most very similar diets to chimpanzees except for with the addition of some kind of grasses or roots or you know rhizomes or things from grasses um tubers and things um and then as you see um over time some in some lineages the teeth get even larger and in some cases like in south africa you see pits in them so we definitely know they're eating hard objects maybe uh, nuts and seeds and things but in east africa the very similar hominids that have huge teeth were eating things that like were grasses and which is really strange so we, the, the paranthropines yeah, yeah the boise eye in east africa so that's, that's a really weird conundrum yeah because they have these huge faces and i mean really ginormic teeth and and when you look at the dental wear on the teeth it looks like they were just kind of eating you know grasses and stuff like that not really hard objects so that's very strange um and um and again if you can look you can look at the tartar and you can tell um uh what an individual was eating very close to the time of death and we used to think that neanderthals were top level carnivores based on their isotopic signal um and in fact the the tartar that uh, people like amanda henry have been able to extract uh suggests that they were more omnivorous so they were they were certainly eating a lot of meat but they were you know eating their veggies as well so yeah that new research coming out of this the spanish neanderthals were having more of a a, almost a vegetarian diet versus the the belgium were really indulging in that woolly rhino right at least tapas. at the time of around the time of death, right? Because they were right. looking at they were looking at DNA that was preserved in the in the tartar, right? So that tells you a very it's a very recent kind of signal. So you get a right? window of time. You get a window of time exactly. Because if they so. brush their teeth, like if I brush my teeth today, <laughs> but like right before I die, I don't. Right, right. Then you okay. get to know my, my final meal. Yeah. Here's a here's an interesting one. This is Delaney Johnston asks, why aren't babies just born with teeth? I'm assuming it might have something to do with breastfeeding. But good point. Yeah. What's the whole process yeah. of the shedding the teeth? Yeah. And then why do I only get to do it once? Why can't I shed my teeth whenever I want? On demand. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, teeth are expensive metabolically to produce. So okay. you want to get away with as few 
sets of teeth as possible. Um, why we, we erupt teeth when we start to, um, uh, well, we erupt teeth somewhere around four months of age. You get four to six. I mean, the average is six. My daughter, as I mentioned before, has like a Neanderthal dental <laughs> eruption pattern. And she erupted her first teeth at four months of age. And yeah, that really, that was really horrible for me. Right? It sounds painful <laughs> as somebody, it's, it's, yeah, it's not ow, so great. Um, but but you, you get your first, um, you get your first um, permanent tooth at around six years of age, but you, you know, you get your deciduous teeth, they come in slowly. And, 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 and the rate at which and the which teeth are erupting has to do with when you start supplementing their food, their diet. Right. Um, so uh, once you start weaning, um, then you can't really wean until you have teeth that can chew food, right? So, yeah. All right. Why aren't they Why aren't they born with a full set of teeth? I, I don't know it exactly be, why. Because be, there are some primates that are born with their teeth. The, yeah. Some of the lemurs are, but... But humans aren't. I mean, we don't need Steps them, right? Yeah. I, right? You don't need them. But it'd them be nice if weaned. I got a cavity. I could just push this one out and sprout a new one in place. That'd be cool. That would be great. Has yeah, anybody... but we're, we're constrained by our evolutionary history. Well, there 3D any... printers are coming, so, guys. Right. So go, get go ready for teeth. Print my right. teeth. Uh, have, has anybody, is there any, um, I don't know, uh, research on record of people actually having more than two sets of teeth? Is there, there are some, some weird, anomalies, yes. Some yeah. weirdos. Yeah. There are some genetic... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard about or that. Or you might though. not lose your deciduous teeth. Like right? my and grandmother. So, yeah. yeah, and so then you have might have cool. more than one set of teeth. Thanks for those cosmic queries. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back talking about uh, cool new methods to look at teeth and take some more cosmic queries. So stay right there. Spoiler alert, it's Snapchat. <laughs> what? Hey guys, welcome back to Star Talk All Stars. I'm your host, Natalia Reagan, and I'm here with Dr. Shara Bailey, paleoanthropologist and tooth expert extraordinaire, and, well, Patrick Melton, <laughs> our hilarious co host. I feel like every time I get introduced, my, my introduction gets trimmed and trimmed and trimmed. Lieutenant, commander. You can't awesome be, all, sauce. You can't be all these rankings. This is absurd. Right. Well, today we're talking about teeth, and uh, Shara knows everything under the sun about teeth, which, uh, well, we're happy to have her here. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about the new techniques to, to looking at teeth to understand, uh, you know, what makes a specific tooth special. Yeah. So um, in the past 10 years, we've developed very cool technology that allows us to look at the inside of a tooth without damaging the tooth, which is really important if you're looking at fossils. One of the ways we can do that is by doing something called micro CT, and mm -hmm. that allows you to actually segment out the three layers of a tooth. So any tooth has the white part that we see, which is tooth enamel, and then underlying that is something called dentine, which is more bony-like structure. Mm -hmm. And those... Right, and those parts yeah. protect the pulp chamber, which has your nerves and your blood vessels and things in it. So using micro-CT technology, you can take out each of those sections. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the terrible thing about tooth enamel is that it wears down, right? So if, it, if a tooth isn't too worn, I mean, worn too much to actually look at the morphology or the bumps and grooves, you can virtually take that off and then look at the dentine, because the dentine surface is actually a better representation of the genetic under, underlying genes of nice. a tooth, yeah, because they're not... Um, obscured by thick enamel or, or something sure. like that. So so that's a fantastic technology that allows us to look at worn teeth. And, um, and then people have been applying 3D methods to that that allows us to incorporate not just the shape of the tooth or look at counting the number of cusps, but measuring the heights and the placement of the cusps. And this is one of the really unique things about Homo naledi is that, uh, you know, as I mentioned, in some respects it looks very primitive, in some respects it looks very derived or like some of these weird offshoots. 
and in some ways it looks like our genus Homo. But when you look at the cusp heights and the relationship of the cusps, cusps to one another and you compare them to all other hominins, mm-hmm. things that are related to us, they're completely unique. So, so it's a really bizarre uh, combination of things. And then the other really cool thing that uh, they haven't done yet with Niletti, but they have done with Neanderthals, <laughs> is that you can virtually take a cross-section of a tooth and look at the growth lines in the tooth using oh, synchrotron, wow. right? And then the, you can actually count the number of days that the tooth enamel was forming. And then if you have uh, a very young individual, you can tell how old in the number of days that kid was when he died. So it's like just, like I said, there's like, what can't teeth tell you? Right? It's just so cool. I want to. If I ever start a band, I'm going to name it Pulp Chamber. We are Pulp Chamber. (laughs) I'll be the cover band. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really enameled with this idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think we're on the cusp of some greatness, guys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I threw that one down, (laughs) but you didn't see that one coming. Do I get a plaque for it? (laughs) Yes. What's sad is I know that there's there's a note on your phone that just has a list of puns. I know you well enough to know that there is a document on your device. For one day when I ever get to do a a tooth. I need to borrow those though for the titles of my papers. You need I I will I will because yes. Yes. Quick question about the the denting. Does it sort of um, mirror the enamel? Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so the same number of cut. I mean, it's you know it's like a ninety ninety five percent correlation. You know, so it's very that's a little bit different depending because if you have really thick enameled hominins like these paranthropus, robust osteopithecines, it's not quite as accurate as uh, something like a chimpanzee, which has very thin enamel. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so the dentine uh, surface is, is very, very nice. To, to look at but but to do that um, in the past you'd have to dissolve the tooth enamel and now we can just do it virtually and that that's the really cool thing because we don't have to nobody wants you to cut up their fossil teeth no right and and, no, and so right? using these techniques you can look at the inside of fossil teeth and not uh, not do any damage Neanderthals have somewhat thinner enamel than humans relatively thinner but you have to remember their pulp chambers are very large they have these torodont what's called torodontism big big pulp chambers um, we don't we don't really know why but so Goldilocks as enamel was just right. <laughs> right. You know it. You so, know but that's one of the ways that we uh, we're able to identify. You know. N- this modern human uh, associated yeah. with a proto-aurignation, right? When we were talking about that, was from the the thickness of the tooth enamel, which which was outside the range of Neanderthals. So that's the way you kind of get the data. Yeah. What about yeah. what about where the rubber meets the road? I'm the practical guy. You guys are the scientists. I want to know this. You know all about teeth and mouths. What do you know that can help me with kissing technique? Ancient, <laughs> shuts dates down ancient humans teach us about kissing. If That's really what I want to know. No, if you want to know more about their tooth enamel, I suggest yeah. the CT scan. Yeah. Uh, My husband, okay, on our third date, brought out the cast of his dentis- dentition. Wow. And I was like, there you go. Did you just know? Was it just, did your heart just it did. go I, into it, a flutter? Just, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) That right there is... He's a trumpet player, so you have to have... uh, You have to know what your teeth are supposed to look like or what they look like. So if somebody were to punch him or if he were to fall and break his teeth that he could have them recreated and so you know his armature wouldn't get messed up oh that's, that's a whole, great yeah thing to that wow but yeah when he was like i have casts of my teeth i said all right that's i think it. 
That's a, but I have casts of yours too. Mine is the one. And sinker right there. So so have them done because you never know when you're going to meet a dental anthropologist. Right, it's exactly. Going to be yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happen. going to go right from here and go get my my teeth. <laughs> I can do it in my lab if you want. Okay, that cool. There you go. First After of you all, done, too, you, I've heard that a million times. <laughs> Come to my lab. I can lab just do it right here right. in my lab. Come to my lab. I'm going to make a cast of you. Keys made while you wait. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, we're going to take a couple more cosmic queries. I think we have some more. Don't oh, we, we have it? so yeah. many. Tell me some more. Um, we have a quarry full of queries. A, qu- a quarry of queries. Is, is there, uh, this is from Aminax. Is there any significance to humans, sapiens, involved, or evolved to have 32 teeth? Uh, are we different from in this aspect from other cousin species? Now, we are actually really primitive in that aspect. So baboons... Macaques, Macaque. chimpanzees, gorillas—they all have 32 teeth, and the same in the same pattern. So we have the same t- t- uh, tooth pattern as monkeys and apes. That's really old, actually. That's boring. Yeah, yeah, but different. Yeah. In some ways, the teeth can be boring. Yeah. Well, I think primates are interesting because they—they don't their their teeth size. Like for instance, like canine canine size has not has less to do with about what we eat versus more about you know actual social structure, reproductive strategies. Things yeah, no, that that's sort. a really good point because when people see big canines, they think, oh, that's a meat eater. Yeah. And that's one of the things I ask, you know, when I when I teach my intro class. Um, but when but you look at some animals, like there's this water deer. Have you ever seen the water deer? It's got canines, <laughs> like like three, oh, four inch canines. Yeah, it's like and it's a, it's a deer, right? Ungulate. So it's not, they use it for us, you know, to scare away other males. Whenever it's, I it's, see it's, big, Instead of having antlers, whenever I see big canines, has. I just think, what are they feeding that dog? Yeah. <laughs> No, but they're, yeah, it's for, for scaring off other, other males, males, right? Yeah. Competition for my females. Ladies. Yeah, my ladies. Uh, from David Bailey. It says... Oh, uh, is that my brother? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Check his teeth. <laughs> what, what is the evolutionary mechanism that is driving our smaller jaw size, thus crowding us, losing our wisdom teeth? Is it because of the change to eating fewer raw meats? We kind of talked about this a little yeah, bit already. Yeah, we did. Uh-huh. Um, or to become more of a hunter-gatherer society? Or is there some other psychological or physiological, physiological yeah. change? Uh, no, it's, I think it has to do with cooking. So once we start cooking, we start processing food outside of the mouth, right? And so when you reduce the pressure to process food inside of your mouth, then your jaw reduces. It doesn't have to chew as hard. So that right, we talked about bone responding to use. Right, if it's not being used, it it doesn't uh, it doesn't grow as large. And so, um, teeth have been selected to get smaller in certain populations. And um, and yeah, and the jaw size is smaller. Will but they that, go away? Will we just eventually just be eating? No, mush? no, a giant no. one tooth mouth. No, no, because you have to think about. I mean, you still need your. Yeah. You still need your teeth to hold your jaw together, right? And, and yeah. you know, and if people who are born without teeth would probably, well, you would I hope get dentures, right? Because I mean, you wouldn't yeah. have so much success on uh, Match. dot com without well, without teeth. You know, it's whatever's the norm. Yeah, but if everyone else has selection. no jaw, I don't want yeah, a jaw it, either. It wouldn't happen that quickly, though. Uh, yeah, and and even like tooth. Teeth have in the past been used to actually make tools and and used to you know kind of whether it's oh yeah you know, using your teeth as tools it's right tools, sure yeah. to process I mean, yeah I use so, my teeth as tools I get yelled at mm-hmm, all the time for it mm-hmm. my mom used to always say don't use your teeth you're gonna mm-hmm. break them well you also need them to speak right so sometimes mm-hmm. we think like people talk about the pinky toe oh, it's so small when are we gonna lose it the thing is you use your pinky toe for balance. 
You need it. It's small, it's but it's petite. not insignificant. I cut mine off years and ago to lose, you know, lose weight. We need our we need our teeth to talk, right? So yeah. I mean, and talking speech speech language is probably the one of the things that drove our success as a species. Yeah, definitely. So no, your teeth are not going away. Here's just soon. a fun one. This is just a quick fun one. Um, what's the toughest thing teeth can bite through before they break? Ooh. And I'm sure that, like you said, this is kind of different yeah, for everybody. Yeah. I feel like that's a challenge. Anybody yeah. have anything in the studio that they yeah. want to yeah. no. test out? Um, Bring me a carrot. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, Peter Lucas does work on that. It's not, it's not my field. So I actually don't know what the hardest thing is that you could... And it would depend right. on the person, right? It would depend on your enamel thickness. That's um, my mom's go-to like yeah. insult. If somebody makes her mad, she yeah. always tells them, go eat a rock. That's yeah. Janet's way of yeah. saying, you've wronged me. You can go eat something very hard and possibly break your teeth. Yeah. But yeah, actually, we just, as I was going to say, we visited a chimp sanctuary last week. Uh-huh. And um, we watched them eating nuts you know, with the, the shells on, just biting through them. You're yeah, saying yeah. we, but you went alone, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And there, there are there are a lot of primates that have really thick enamel, and they actually have modified canines to get through really hard things. We don't, and I mean, compared to um, other hominids, our jaw we don't have that much jaw force. So it's not just the teeth; it's the force. like how much I, force can you create with your jaw? I know and that, that would be more of a zygomatic. Side. Yeah, the, the position of our teeth. I know personally, you muscles. can't land face first on a sidewalk and not bust your two front <laughs> teeth out. So yeah. I've done that twice. Or, or twice. Yeah. Oh yeah, the fake ones and real ones. Oh dear. I'm on my God. third set of crowns in the front. That's mm. why they look great. They look yeah. great. Oh, for me, it was a radiator. Yeah, you second grade. Ran, yeah, I fell over, tripped over this stuffed giant stuffed lion. Ah, oh. yeah, my friend too. So oh. I, we have something in common. This one's nice. dead. It's uh, it, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. I have one with a broken out too. Every so every yeah. so often, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. to. When the moon's bleach. just right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very sexy. Yeah, exactly. You have yeah. a mood tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right? When I'm feeling really angry. It gets black. It <laughs> 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 looks like a gap. <laughs> Do we have any more cosmic queries? We have tons. Do oh my more? God. Sure. Bring them. Um, let's see here. What is currently the biggest challenge we face when trying to understand nursing and life histories uh, through chemical and histo- uh, histological analysis? Uh, the biggest challenge would be um, finding teeth that we can do that research on in terms of fossil hominins. And also... What um, does that pay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just allowing... You have to damage the tooth to do this kind of analysis, right? And people are very protective. protective right? But like I said, I have teeth. several um, that have cavities already. I'll donate. Yeah. I mean, what's the scratch? Yeah. What are oh, we well, talking about? you got to do it with living humans. It's, it's the fossil stuff. And also, like, so there's, there's really cool study done on Neanderthal, the Scladina Neanderthal from Belgium mm. um, that that found out that this individual was weaned at like one and a half years of age or so, uh, which is really early. And um, and then, you know, there's a big deal made of it. But the thing is, the kid only lived like for another year or so after that. And Maybe so that's why. And it was weaned. <laughs> exactly. It was weaned <laughs> abruptly. So yeah. the challenge is um, with the small sample sizes, is, is this idiosyncratic or is it typical of the species? Sure. So that's always going to be a challenge and it's, it's a challenge for any kind of research you do with fossil hominins right to, yeah. to extrapolate to the whole species now based on that a lot of a lot of the questions uh, are about just to put a lot together are, seem to be about what we're doing 
to evolution with yeah. both sugar and uh, orthodontics and things like that, that just modern kind of dentistry. Yeah. What are we doing to ourselves in the long run? I mean, is this, like we said, are we going to be without teeth? Is it going to be to a point well, where we can only eat mushy No, peas? as long as you have dentists giving you dentures, you'll be, you'll be okay. But yeah. So, I mean, in the, in the societies for which this is a problem, we also have dentists who make us dentures so that are you know because if you don't like people who don't get dentures and lose all their teeth that you've seen you've, the, yeah. the jaws get super dad, thin and they kind of jut out and you my dad had gingivitis your... he lost every tooth yeah. had to get full dentures yep. put oh, in. Yeah. yeah but that allowed him to live right because i think yeah. somebody asked you know what happens when you lose all your teeth well in the primate world you die yeah Not exactly that, that you, you don't like you don't a, even live like long a cat that that's lose been all your teeth and, so. and exactly. gets yes. out in the, in the wild yeah. so <laughs> survival it, of the fittest and teeth are a big part of that yep absolutely but now we have milkshakes there we go with yeah. bacon and on that I, we have to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Shara so Bailey. fun to be here. Yes, this was, this was great. And uh, the molar of the story, guys, <laughs> brush your teeth. Uh, because otherwise, uh, you, you could die. We, we just decided that, that, that <laughs> Brush that your teeth or die. Yeah, exactly. Brush your teeth or die. Uh, use that one on your kids. And thanks to our comedian co-host, thanks. Patrick Melton. Thanks for having me. This yeah. was yeah. fun. And thanks. this has been uh, all Star Talk All-Stars. And stay curious and keep looking up. I'm your host, Natalia Reagan. This is Star Talk.